you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. Yes, my friends, Unsealed is back on the air. Christopher Manti is me. Your humble host uh, for the program today, and welcome to you. I hope that you are my brother and sister in Christ, because it's the only hope we have in this crazy world, um, but there is a plan, and it's uh, God is not intimidated. He's on the throne. He's in control, and he knows exactly what he's doing, and he knows exactly whom are his and who is willing to go for him uh, into this dying world, but he's coming soon. To restore all things. The restoration of all things is coming when Jesus returns on the day of the Lord. Amen. And so I welcome you to this podcast. Uh, we are end times. We are gospel. We are Christians. Uh, all that. Um, I'm humbled as always to be uh, with you. And uh, welcome. Please go to unsealedpodcast.com for Many more resources, including reading materials, online courses, free apps, and mission, a mission to go on called Jacob's Refuge, etc. Please visit unsealedpodcast.com and help us stay on the air. Um, okay, if you have any questions, you, there's a form right on the site. You can fill out and just submit that or send an email to questions at unsealedpodcast.com. Dot com, And uh, welcome to episode 6 of our podcast today. Uh, we are live streaming as well on video to Facebook and YouTube to various channels. Uh, please feel free to ask a question, uh, make a comment, etc. During the broadcast, I'll do my best to interact with that. And welcome to one and all who are listening and or watching right now. Even though if you're watching, you don't see a human being. You see a picture of Unsealed because that's what you get. All right, amen. So let's get right into it. The sixth seal. And so we've been covering, first of all, we started off with the book of Daniel, chapter 12. Uh, laying the foundation for the fact that there are certain things uh, in the Bible that God has sealed up until the time of the end. But then when the time of the end arrives, it must be on. Locked, unsealed, unbroken, and that's what Jesus himself is shown to have been doing in Revelation 5, where he's given a scroll or book sealed with seven seals, and he starts to unseal them. Um, and so that's where we're at. We've been going through those. Took a little break last week to talk about the effect of, uh, or the danger of cults, especially around this subject. For some reason, the devil is 
uh, really active in this area where a cult will spring up um, within this prophetic revelation. So anyway, uh, keep your wits about you. Keep close to the Holy Spirit. Uh, stay in prayer, fasting, etc. Um, whoops. Yeah, let's let's take that question. Good morning, all. John says, I have a question on Jacob's Refuge. Where can I get more information? You can go to jacobsrefuge.com. jacobsrefuge.com. The answer to Jacob's trouble is Jacob's Refuge. All right? Very good. Let's go to the sixth seal. This is Revelation chapter 6 and verse 12. 12 to 17. That is where the sixth seal is contained. So let us, first of all, read the word of God. Father, give us wisdom as we read and understanding. I looked when he opened the sixth seal. He, Jesus, Yeshua, opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth, as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? That's the sixth seal. Sounds like a lot of finality there. Does it not? Sounds like judgment is here. The day of the Lord is here. The great day of his wrath. So let's, let's rewind and see what we see. <laughs> see what we see. A great earthquake. This happens in other parts of Revelation. There's a great earthquake in the book of Zechariah. And that happens when Jesus returns. Now, okay, fine, an earthquake. And maybe it's a different one. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood. That is the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 31. What does Joel say during that time? This is the day of the Lord. Before the day of the Lord comes, these are the signs that you'll see. Jesus himself, Matthew 24, Mark 13, tells us one of the signs after all these signs of persecution and tribulation and killing the martyrs, etc., which is what we covered last time in the fifth seal. After that period... After that, then after the tribulation, you will see great signs in the sun and the moon became the sun, moon, and stars. It's not just Joel, by the way. There are other Old Testament prophets that describe this exact same thing. And it always has to do with right before the day of the Lord begins.
and the stars of heaven fell to the earth. As a fig tree drops its late figs when shaken by a mighty wind. It's time. Do you remember when Jesus, after he told you all these signs, says it's like the fig tree? Take a look at the fig tree when you see summer is near, when you see the leaves begin to sprout. But when the fruit falls off the tree, it says the figs is late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. That means the figs are already ripe and they're literally falling off the tree. That's that's not when Jesus said, when you see these things begin, you know, the time is near, quote, near. But when the figs are falling off the tree, it's here. Not near, it's here. You know the difference, right? Something nearby or right here is different. You've arrived. You've arrived. This is the end. This is the end. The end of the seven years. The end of the tribulation. The day of the Lord has come. It is time. So the signs of the fig tree were to warn you before this day. In fact, of this day... And that should inform our witness and our passion in studying these things and in witnessing to our fellow Christians and non-believers why this is so important, because the day of the Lord is the bottom line. It is the drop-dead date. No more salvations. No more opportunities. No more chances to repent. It's over. The Lord is coming and he will reign over the whole earth. So that should give an urgency and a seriousness and a soberness to our witness even now. Even though we are not that close to the day of the Lord comparatively. But yet we are approaching the time. So let it affect you. You know, let it make you sober. Etc. Uh, and I see some questions coming in. Thank you very, very much from, looks like a lot of YouTubes. That's awesome. Um, I'll get to them in a moment, please. Thank you. Hello, my brothers. Thank you for checking in on Spreaker. If you're uh, listening on the podcast on the Spreaker app or um, Apple Podcasts or, 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 or Spotify, all those places, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Please support us and share and give a review and a like at the uh, App Store where you find it, if it's on Apple, etc. Just to spread the word, that'd be very, very awesome of you. And thank you, brothers, for being out there and chiming in. I say brothers because there are two of them who just said hi, so they know who they are. Um, okay. So the, the, the figs have fallen. The, this is it. It's not near anymore. The day is not near. The day is here. What day? The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord Jesus. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island moved out of its place. And the kings of the... Now, that means you're going to see it. Right? It's You're going to see it. The sky receded as a scroll. What's the purpose of that if you don't... The men of the earth can't see it. Well, of course they can. Every mountain and island moved... That's a that's a pretty is that a result of the earthquake or not? We're not not exactly sure, but uh, heaven is literally ripped apart. Heaven's coming to the earth. The the king is coming. the The sky is split and rolled up. 
It's just a vivid, vivid image. And the kings of the earth, great men, rich men, commanders, mighty men, these are the presidents, these are the generals, these are the dictators, these are every the Antichrist, everybody. Well, the Antichrist isn't really looking to hide. He wants to fight. But everyone else wants to hide, hid themselves. Because of why? The face of him who sits on the throne and the wrath of the Lamb. They can see God. The throne of God is visible now because the sky has receded. And they see the Lamb coming. This is Daniel 7. The Ancient of Days is sat, and the Son of Man is coming on the clouds of heaven. Hello? It's pretty obvious what this day is, is it not? For the great day of his wrath has come. And who's able to stand? All right, now, can I tell you just, and we're not going to go over these all things, all these scriptures, but go look these up. After we're done here, whenever this is, whenever you hear this, pause it right now, or, or when we're done here, go check these out. The sky receded as a scroll, and every mountain and island moved. Psalm 97, Isaiah 34, 4, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, Isaiah 64, Read those in light of this moment and what the sixth seal is describing. Psalm 2, the mighty men of the earth, the great men, the rich men, they were raging against the Lord and his Messiah. Which is exactly what we see here, the Lord and the Messiah, okay? The, the Godhead is seen and Jesus is coming. The Lord will wrath at their derision. They will, he's going to laugh at their opposition because they are nothing. All the kings of the earth, all the presidents, all the leaders, all the militaries, all the nuclear bombs, nothing compared to the rider on the white horse. The wrath of the Lamb has come. Nothing will stand. Nothing will stand. Who's able to stand? Only those covered by the blood of Jesus. That's it. Fall on us and hide us. Fall on the mountains and rocks. It says, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. Hosea 10.8. Hosea 10.8. And the, the Lord himself says these, quotes this exact thing. Don't lament for me, women of Jerusalem. Cry for yourself because you're going to cry for the mountains and rocks to fall on you. This is the return of Jesus. That's all it is. And he comes to fight. The day of wrath. Everyone talks, what's the wrath of God? The wrath of God, the wrath of God. The wrath of God happens at the end of the Great Tribulation. At the end of the seven years. The Great Tribulation is exactly three and a half years long, which follows a period of exactly three and a half years before it. Don't tell me the wrath of God starts before the seven years are over. Because some will tell you that. I'm sorry. Some of them are friends of mine, but they're wrong. The only ones who will stand in the day of the Lord are those who he resurrects at that moment. Their bodies are changed into immortal bodies so they can't be harmed. They are not going into heaven at this point, guys. 
where in this now here's the in my in my in my let's rewind in my um journey of understanding these things or reading these things over oh my gosh 30 years now when i was about 14 or 15 is when i started getting into the book of revelation and that was 30 years ago hard to believe um but this was one of those passages where all the books I was reading and all the smart people said that this is the rapture, okay, and that somehow in this passage I'm supposed to see that everyone's taken to heaven. The good people go to heaven while the wrath of God is poured out on the earth. What? I don't see that anywhere. I didn't see that anywhere. Nothing about any of that stuff. Nobody goes anywhere. I don't care if it's seven years before you think the wrath of God. You know, some people say, well, the whole tribulation is the wrath of God. The whole seven years. Well, of course, that's silly. But, um, no. We don't go anywhere for that period. We don't go anywhere. Some people say, oh, the, the, it's a very small opinion. But some folks say, well, the, the tribulation is the first half of the seven years. And then after that tribulation, the wrath of God is three and a half years long. Nothing says anything like that in the Bible, but some people believe it. Um, that's wrong, because it says it's after the tribulation, and Jesus is just coming. It's not... the Okay, point is, it's not three and a half years before the end, and it's not one year before the end. It's the end. The, the wrath of God is the final events. This, the beginning of the day of the Lord is the day of the Lord, Okay? And there's no rapture to heaven. There is no rapture to heaven. Nobody goes to heaven in their new bodies. There's no. We've done a whole videos on this, and I won't go into it. But anyway, the 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 um, all these books I was reading when I was 15. My point of all this was when I was a teenager. Um, everyone said the sixth seal is the is the before the seven years even begin. And this is the rapture event. Um. The timing is the problem. I can't. I don't. I don't want to argue that the, the the resurrection and the rapture event where we're changed and we, well, that's First Corinthians fifteen. That's when he returns. That's right. But there's no teaching in any scripture, not one verse, that says we are taken into heaven for any time. Seven years, three years, one year, one month. One day, nothing. Zero. Because it's left out, for sure, of the book of Revelation. Jesus never mentioned it. The prophets don't mention it. Where else are you getting it from? Jesus does say that when those days are over and the signs in heaven are seen, the sun, the moon, and the stars, then the angels will go forth and gather his elect from the four winds of heaven, from heaven, not to heaven. The ones who are already dead in Christ are gathered from heaven. They are returning with Jesus to the earth as he pours out the wrath of God. And those of us who are left on the earth alive, I don't know how many Christians will be alive at this point still. I don't know. Probably not many. My guess is not many at all. That's just a guess. 
just an opinion. Um, but whoever is left gets changed into your resurrected body. But you don't go to heaven with that body. The point is to stay on the earth with it. So we're fighting behind Jesus. He's coming to dispense the wrath of God, the wrath of the Lamb. That's why I believe, I'm convinced this is why this passage says it in that way. It's called the wrath of the Lamb because some uh, teachers are going to try to deceive us, and not on purpose, but to say the wrath of God is different than the wrath of the Lamb. I mean, how can Jesus pour out the wrath of anything if he's not on the scene? The, the sky has parted. Everyone sees it. Every eye will see him. Every eye will see him. This is the return of Jesus. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. If you know that expression. Just because the pre-tribulation uh, position teaches that this is actually the rapture and the return of Jesus in the sky. Yes, it is. But we also know that to say that it's a, a sort of return and he makes a U-turn and goes back to heaven with some with a whole bunch of Christians is false. He's coming to rule the earth. Why are the kings and the captains and then the slaves and free trying to hide themselves? Because they know time is up. It's over. There's not seven more years of, of, of their control or any more time. Done. Done. If, I, if you remember nothing else from this, remember this. The second coming of Jesus is the same thing as the day of the Lord is the same thing as the wrath of God. Return, second coming, day of the Lord, wrath of God, same thing. Verses 12 through 17, what we just read, the six seal events, is the return of Jesus. There's no other way to interpret it. And I guess, you know... <clears throat> Our minds don't like to say, well, but it's only chapter 6. How could that be the end? Because Revelation's not set up like a uh, such in order like that. There's rewinds and flashbacks and details, and, and d that's just the way it's set up. Because Jesus returns several times, if you want to look at it that way, and Revelation returns like four different times. We know that's not true. So the seals, like a what we let off this podcast saying is that the seals are everything. The seals are the whole end times. The whole end times. From when Jesus starts to break them and the kingdoms rise and the beast forms and the covenant with Israel is made and then the great persecution, the great tribulation begins against the saints and then the return of Jesus. That's everything. That's the whole scenario in the seals. Oh, but brother, but then, uh, but then after this, the trumpets begin. It's a rewind. It's details. Details. And the seven vials of wrath, the bowls of wrath are after the trumpets. Again, just details. This is the wrath of God. The great day of his wrath has come. Has come. He's in the clouds. Now he's on the earth. He's waging war. That's the wrath of God. It just describes it in details later. Just like the tribulation is just described in details later in the trumpets. That's all. Um, 
All right, what 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 time are we at here? I should probably wrap it up here now. But uh, for homework, uh, other than looking up all those Old Testament references, including Joel two, Psalm ninety seven, Isaiah thirty four, uh, Isaiah sixty four, First Thessalonians four, Psalm two, Hosea ten, etc. Um, you can go on to chapter seven where it says these four angels holding back the four winds until the twelve. The 144,000 of Israel are sealed. Why is that? Rewind. Okay, it's a rewind. Before these things begin, before these four winds are released, we have to seal the 144,000 in their forehead, in their minds. So, I can get into all that today for sure, but... All right. Bless the Lord. Uh, this is unsealed... Uh, please support us. Go to unsealedpodcast.com. See how you can learn more, get involved, support us uh, financially, prayerfully. Spread the word, please. Leave a like and a review, all that good stuff. Get a book on the subject called Fleet of the Mountains. Take the course called End Times for Beginners. It's brand uh, newly designed where it's in bite-sized pieces. You don't have to take the 30-plus hours all at once. You take just little bite-sized parts um, and get the free app called the End Time Church app. Etc. All right, let's take some questions then. Um, right, I want to give preference and deference to the uh, podcasting audience. Uh, <laughs> my pastor, my pastor says, "Oh, don't we don't meet for a while? I've a, we have a meeting at at uh, in about an hour and change." So he's like, "We don't have a meeting for an hour. Keep going." Um, we'll see. All right, so let's do questions. Thank you, Pastor Randy. Okay, uh, we've got a lot of interaction on YouTube. Hey, there's Facebook. Fantastic. Oh, there's a good comment. David says, arrogant, gag, gag. I guess that's the, his reflex. It is hard to listen to anyone with such arrogance. Arrogance of what? I was preaching God's word. God is correct. Every man's a liar. That's not arrogance. It's the opposite of arrogance. But of course, I could always be better. So, forgive any appearance of arrogance. Um, a Christ-like trait. I don't think you've listened to the Apostle Paul, sir. That's what they accused him of, too. Hard to listen to. Um... Let's go up here to the top. I have a uh, Jacob Jeffries. We said that already. Uh, Dr. Fu. Doctor. I wonder if you're a real doctor. Are you? I don't know. Uh, stars of heaven, he says, are fallen angels. Um, yes, sometimes. But this is the end of the day of the Lord, at which point the stars, the, the fallen angels, have already been here for three and a half years. So... Not sure about that. Um, God bless you. Thank you. Paula says, should we get out of the cities? Um, do you mean today? Or when the day of the Lord strikes? Um, <laughs> I don't think it matters either way. God knows who who is his and who is not. And the cities are all coming down. So you just be in right relationship with Jesus. 
doesn't matter at that point if if he's returning if you're his he he resurrects you and or you're in your new body doesn't matter if you're in the city or not you'll be taken to jerusalem now if you're talking about the whole fleet of the mountains situation now there's scott says when you see the abomination desolation fleet of the mountains this is not talking about the united states and i recommend the book called fleet to the mountains that explained and proves that this has nothing to do with if uh, you see the abomination fleet of the Ozarks or the, um, you know, the mountains local to your country. Not what it's talking about. This is outside of Judea because the abomination has just happened in Judea, which is Jerusalem in the middle of, it, uh, of Israel. Get out of that place and go to the mountains right next door, which is in Jordan and Arabia. Because they're protected, Daniel 11. Uh, Dr. Fu is back. He says, um, I had a vision about millions of dark ships coming out of the clouds. Well, I don't know about all that. I can't put a scripture to that. Um, certainly the, the, the Lord is coming from heaven. The beginning of the three and a half years, we have a casting out of Satan and his angels. Yes. How will that look? Will we see that in the sky? I don't know. But certainly Jesus comes with the clouds. Yes. Um, Linda says, agree with you regarding that we'll be here during the trib, tribulation, to the end. So I'm so glad I'm hearing you. Well, bless you. Majority of the preachers teach pre-tribulation. Yeshua's blessings. Well, Yeshua's blessings to you, my sister. Uh, the truth will win out. And eventually, like I like to... Because you know, I came out of that belief, that's a false belief. Uh, when I came out of that, um, what I could say, all right, Lord, what's the best way to engage folks who still believe it? And um, I always just basically throw it out there. Okay, well, if you're if you're you know staying on that, um, that's fine. You think we'll be raptured before the tribulation? Then what will it take for you to see in the earth to prove that you're wrong? Will it take the covenant? With Israel? Will it take a ten-nation confederacy to sign that deal? The rebuilding of the temple? When you see that, will you be convinced that it was wrong? Or will it take you to see the actual invasion of Israel and the abomination itself to prove that you were wrong? Because by that time, you will know. My concern is, there's three and a half years of deception in there where you can fall away. And you're going to lead others away. That's the problem. I fear for your soul at that point, if not your salvation, and because you're affecting the soul of, of others. Uh, uh, tribulation. So anyway, um, ask, I just ask the folks who still believe it, pastors or whatever, what will it take for you to admit you were wrong? What will it, what will it take for you to see on the earth? Hey, if we're if we're dead, if God calls us home, to heaven before we can all die at any moment we can die tonight not a problem not a problem for god at all right not a problem he doesn't need to rapture anybody that event is for one purpose only and that's to give you your new body at his return and not before that uh tribulation till the seventh trumpet sounds yes that's that's the end correct like paul says the seventh trumpet the last trumpet is when we get our bodies changed Um, Jesus was taken up in a cloud. Yes, he was. No, that's a question. 
Um, seven years shortened to three and a half years, isn't it? That's correct. Um, well, no, it's not shortened. The the tribulation that what what Jesus calls and the Bible calls the great tribulation is three and a half years long. It's the second half of the last seven years. For the first half of the last seven years, Israel will be at peace because it will have just signed an agreement of non-aggression and to not be invaded and to rebuild the temple and all that. There will still be very much uh, trouble and um, warfare and fighting and uh, many plagues and things outside of Israel. See, but that's why we have to realize that the Bible is Israel-centric. It's always looking at that land. Only occasionally does it go outside of the borders of Israel, and it's very close to Israel. It's not the other side of the earth. It never looks at Brazil or America, for example, or or China. I really don't believe that. It's always centered on that one piece of land because that's what God cares about. That's what Satan hates. That's where the war is. So there, there is a seven-year period coming called Daniel's 70th week. The final half of that, the second half of that, is called the Great Tribulation. So in that way, the tribulation, quote-unquote, is three and a half years long. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, okay, then there's the arrogant part. Uh, Linda says, if everything is fine for the first three and a half years, then why would we be taken before? Does it make sense? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't say everything is fine. I mean, we have work to do. That's what, that's what Jacob's Refuge is all about. We need to make the place where the Jews will flee in the mountains. Uh, David is just a troll. Um, Lori, no, brother, you are not arrogant. Telling the truth for God's glory. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you. John says the three and a half years refers to the beginning of the seven years. That is like no one can tell what's going on, but the second half you will know. Well, hope, yeah. I mean, basically, John, that's right. Um, unfortunately, most will not know until the second half, and that's that's not a good thing. That's going to be counted against us by the Lord if we don't. Um, Randall. Uh, well, hang on. John says the flate, the saints shall flee to the mountains. Not exactly. It says the Jews, those who are in Judea, flee to the mountains. These are the people in and around Jerusalem. The saints will be providing for them. Those who are saved. Randall. Uh, hello, Randall. Uh, Chris, I believe you. And preach this event the very same way. Very Praise God. I've been studying this since I was 13. That's awesome. And could never wrap my brain around what the mainstream preachers were trying to explain about pre-tribulation. Then when I started studying... From an after the tribulation stance, like Christ told us in Matthew 24, it all began to make sense. I'd like to talk more about you with this. God bless you and your ministry. Well, bless the Lord. Um, thank you. And yes, let's talk. You can reach out on that form on the unsealedpodcast.com uh, and send me your thoughts. We'll uh, see what we can do. Um, uh, Jason says the great tribulation will be like no time mankind like before or has seen before. That's correct. That's exactly what Jesus said. 
Um, Thomas says, I don't get the rapture. <laughs> because the kingdom of heaven is between us, not somewhere. Uh, you mean within us, not somewhere else. Well, uh, okay, yes, right. We don't need to... The kingdom is coming, okay? That we have a down po- uh, deposited down payment in the Holy Spirit within our bodies, so therefore the kingdom is within us in that way, and we can bring it little by little through our witness and through our actions in the earth. But of course, Jesus is the the King Himself, and He is bringing the kingdom when He returns. And that rapture event, that resurrection event, that changing of our bodies is for the rule of the saints on the earth for a thousand years and forever. That's what it's about. Uh, John says, which already happened with Trump? No, it did not. Israel has already started rebuilding the temple several years ago? No, it did not. Come on, John. No, it did not. There's no building there. I was just there uh, in January. I was there in 2017. There is no temple there. There is no building what we need to have, there could be plans, sure. There's utensils and there's furniture. That's not the temple, friend. That's not the building. They will not have that building until Jordan, uh, Syria, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, Egypt, etc. all agree that it's okay. Because right now, they don't agree that it's okay. Jordan has control of the Temple Mount. It, veto power over it, I should say. Though no, it has, Trump's deal has done nothing, and there is no rebuilding yet. Do the two witness, will two witnesses preach the first half of the tribulation? No. Dr. Fu, I believe the answer is no. Because they are sent, if we read Revelation 11 carefully, during that time period of the beast, which is three and a half years, when he's in Jerusalem. He's not there for the first three and a half. So they are are sent as a countermeasure, as a reply from heaven to the Antichrist and his armies who are in Israel. They won't be able to kill them, even though they're going to really want to, right? And then it's only at the end when they're killed... And they rise when the Lord begins uh, the day of the Lord. Same as when we all rise. Linda says, which feasts have not been completed? Well, uh, we're talking, that's kind of a theory more than fact. Um, you know, the, the, the seven feasts of Leviticus, um, the, uh, excuse me, Torah, in the Old Testament, um, basically Jesus, you can say he fulfilled the spring feast, which are which is the Passover and the unleavened bread, and the, and even down to Pentecost, which the, with the Holy Spirit. But then the fall feast, those three days of trumpets, uh, Yom Kippur, and uh, tabernacles have not been fulfilled prophetically. Those are the second coming events. Um, I agree with that. I think that's solid. I can't swear stake my salvation on it. But um, it's solid where you have the seventh trumpet, which is you know, the resurrection, the rapture event, which is this, you know, the splitting of the sky and the gathering of all the saints uh, in the Yom Kippur, which is the day of atonement. And then tabernacles were actually enthroned as the king uh, all over the earth. And therefore God with us. So I would say that if if that theory is true, it's pretty good. 
Um, then the fall feasts, the three fall feasts in September and October are the ones to have not been fulfilled. And uh, John says one more question. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was found in the 80s by Ron Y. Well, maybe it was and maybe it wasn't. Was left there because Israel is preparing gathering materials for the new temple. That's uh, again, this materials is not the building. You're talking about a a pig to sacrifice. You're talking about the, the actual Ark of the Covenant, which, whatever. Um, point is, there's no building for it, so the temple has not begun construction, reconstruction, or anything. Gathering and signs and desires to build it is one thing. Now that's a sign in itself, yes, but it is not. It is not a fulfillment of the reconstruction, and that cannot occur until the covenant with the Antichrist is in place. That's all you have to remember. Um, <laughs> now, I'm going to address this only because you have to knock this stuff down and swat it like a fly. A user called Yah Sun says, What do you think of the people in Israel? Are they the real Jews? Yes, they're the real Jews. Because there's a theory out there that says they're fake, they're not real, they're satanic, um, all kinds of rotten, evil stuff. Yes, they're really Jewish. Yes, okay? Yes. And they're from many countries, by the way. Some have been there for hundreds of years and their families never left the Middle East. Some have come from Russia. Some have come from uh, Western Europe. Some have come from the United States and from South America. But that's because they were driven there in centuries past. Yes, they're Jewish people. They're real. There's, they're real. Okay. They may not believe in Yeshua yet um, as a whole, but they will. And part of that reason they will is because hopefully you, Yasun, will be witnessing to them and loving them as Jesus loves them. Okay? All right. All right, this is it, my friends. We are done. Today's Unsealed went on much longer than I anticipated. Um, but please, again, visit unsealedpodcast.com to support what we do. If you are blessed by it, please return that blessing. That would be fantastic. Pick up the book, All Fleet of the Mountains. Take the course or the pieces of the course that interest you at endtimesforbeginners.com and go to the End Time Church app to be connected from believers with believers from all over the world. And go ahead and fill out that form or send us an email if you'd like to. Uh, continue the conversation off air. All right, bless the Lord, folks. Love you so much. Remember, these are these are the times, and this is the place at Unsealed where current events and Bible prophecy collide. And so we will be back when we are allowed to be back in God's timing. Love y'all. Get in the Word of God. Stay in the Spirit. Don't fight in the flesh. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.